conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast with a sexually charged hair dyeing scene. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always, master of describing the female gaze, it's Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Dan, I knew... Listen, if you asked me anything about this movie, I could not tell you about a single fight. I know you're about to, but I could not tell you about a single fight. <laughs> I could not tell you any other plot points other than how hot that hair washing scene was. Mm -hmm. I stand by the fact that Matt Damon, delicious man. Okay. Delicious man. Look, I I don't... I'm not pleased. I'm sorry. I don't know how he tastes. I I don't tend to worry about it. (laughs) He, He... I feel he's soured a bit by the Bitcoin ads and the fact that he was still using the F word, the F slur in 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we're not all all have our problematic faves. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) my problematic fave just happens to be Matt Damon. How are you? Such a low level problematic fave because he's not problematic at any like aggressive sense this isn't he's not like, running up a, a crime ring he could be we don't know that's true we just kidding know. he's so handsome i googled him he is if i was to open if i was to open the dictionary and oh, look up was, the word dilf i was worrying what you were gonna be opening I'm gonna tell you something, and I'm gonna need you to hold on with me. Okay. You know who I? You know who I don't find attractive. Um, is it related to Matt Damon? Semi, but not really. Semi related. In the to sense Matt that Damon. they're both white. They're, well, okay. Uh, Tony Evers, Wisconsin governor. Oh, poor Tony. No, not Tony Evers. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. But for some reason, when I see Matt Damon, I really crave Wahlburgers. <laughs> like, I literally could drive to Brookfield right now. <laughs> that is... Wow, uh, okay. I, give me that Jenny's chicken sandwich. Give me They got a dope patty melt. I went into mm, Wahlburgers anyway. once, and I was like, this is a sit-down place? Ugh. And then I left. <gasps> I love Wahlburgers. I want, I'm ordering like, a hamburger. So I don't need to be waited upon. I want them to throw it at me in a greasy bag and then throw me out the door. No. I want them to wait on me hand and foot. And I want to be looking at pictures of the entire Wahlberg family. And I want to mm-hmm. be watching professional cornhole. I want that all to be happening at the same time. And you know where that happens? <laughs> Wahlburgers. 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 Professional cornhole is just a sign of society's downfall. I'm just going to say one more thing about how much I love Wahlburgers. Okay. My mom put... I'm so sorry. 
I am a 27-year-old who still gets Christmas stockings, and one year I opened my Christmas stockings, and then there was a bottle of the Wahlburgers special sauce in there. Welcome to the last episode of In Conclusion. (laughs) I'm so sorry. This whole podcast has been trying to get Anna to confess to things. You know, back to it, Matt Damon's fine as hell. (laughs) He is. Who did you think was the hottest in this movie, Dan? Uh, Matt Damon, obviously. Thank you. Good. I mean, I do. I have a soft spot for Clive Owen. Hmm. Chris Cooper. Everyone. This everyone's is a Matt hot. Matt Damon only space. Everyone's Period. hot. Brian this Cox. This is a very I thought sexy Brian movie. Cox was the hottest person in the movie. That's a really unfortunate last name. You don't know who Brian Cox is, I'm gathering. No. I He's don't, the guy with white I... hair. Okay. And at the CIA. He's in succession it's... now. Oh, there it is. I don't watch that show. I'm no, sorry, but you everyone. watched this movie. I did, I did. <laughs> but you know I'm forgetful of faces. I told you didn't even did, tell you I'm, his I face. Had, I just told you it was hair. I had eyes. I had eyes for one man. Yeah. You were his just... name? Say it. Was Jason Bourne. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. It's Jason Bourne. <laughs> the movie we're talking about today is The Bourne Identity. The first of the Bourne trilogy. There are five. I don't care. We're only talking about the first three. Dan, a nightmare. I just Googled Matt Damon and his next upcoming movie is Oppenheimer. This is a horror <laughs> film. My life is a nightmare. And you know his most recent movie is Air. The one about the shoes. Oh, I'm going to see that one. It actually looks pretty good. <laughs> it's gotten good reviews. Uh, Born Identity, directed by Doug Lyman, written by Tony Gilroy and William Blake Heron, best known for his contributions to the script for The Born Identity, based on the yeah. novel The Born Identity by Robert Ludlum, starring mm-hmm. Matt Damon, Franca Potente, Chris Cooper, Clive Owen, Brian Cox, and Adewale Akinoye Ag- Agab. Oh, I was so good. I was doing so well. Adewale Akinoye Agbaje. I'm, going I'm horrible with, that. with words so and names, so I'm just going to sit here with my pictures of Matt Damon and carry on. Cinematography by Oliver Wood. Music by John Powell. He replaced um, Carter Burwell, who was originally brought in to do the score. Carter Burwell has now Mm. uh, been nominated for three Oscars for his scores, including the Banshees of Inishirin. Ugh, I'm out. (laughs) That was a good movie. Yeah, but let's revisit the conversation we had earlier. Just because it's a good movie doesn't mean that I'm going to have a great time. That's true. (laughs) That's true. We did talk about that. Released mm-hmm. on, Oppenheimer. Ju- on June 14th, 2002, with a budget of $60 million. It made $214 million at the box office. And on Rotten Tomatoes, 84% approval rating. Expertly blending genre formula with bursts of unexpected wit, The Born Identity is an action thriller that delivers, and then some. Gage's dad apparently really loves these movies. Okay. I never had seen them. I know moms also tend to love them because yeah. of the aforementioned uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. I almost said Jason Bateman, who I also think is hot. I don't know where that came from. I'm okay. apparently thinking of all the middle-aged men that I'm attracted to today. Again, 
not attracted to Mark Wahlberg. I'm attracted to Wahlbergers. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd never seen these before, but obviously they're memeable. Yes. So. Uh, I can't tell you the first time that I saw this. It was really? definitely That's on so... TV. I think it was. That's so inherently male of you. Well, thank you. I am. If I'm I one like... thing, I am inherently male. Um, I feel like that's a rite of passage for all man male identifying people. Is not being able to tell the them what, trilogy when they saw the board. It was probably in 2007. It was probably on TNT. The reason I think it was 2007 is because that's when the third one came out, and I remember there was a big to do mm-hmm. about it. Um, I remember I watched. I remember it, a to do. Yeah, that's so masculine of you. Yes, I'm sorry. What did you remember and love? You were literally just know, could saying be, it. Could be literally anything. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry to everyone. Anyway, there's if you hear a dog toy squeaking in the background, oh, also yeah, that's so- Anna. In between talking, she chews on a dog toy because her lips always need to I be do. moving. I do. No, Jester is up my butt today. Mm. She was just outside with Gage, and she decided to come back in and. Well, chew on her beaver, for lack of a better term. I'm sorry, she's doing what now? She's chewing on her beaver. Wow, she's flexible. Her her stuffed beaver. Yeah. I brushed her today. She's looking especially shiny. Mm. Good for her. Sorry, especially. Especially? cringe. I know. I was going to go, I was going to breeze over it, but no, that's. That's a punishable. Mm. That's punishable. I could, I could feel your resentment. Because it's not a word. Where's the X coming from? My heart. Ugh. Bad. Anywho, back to the play. Uh, the play. The movie. Oh the, lord. The play Dan. at hand. The born identity. Fun fact: released on the same weekend as Scooby Doo. Which one? The live action one. Mm-hmm. Two thousand two's Scooby Doo. Oh. Wow! Classics for adults and children. Um, I definitely also, so I actually own this movie on Blu-ray. I have the whole trilogy on Blu-ray. That's so masculine of you. Yeah. That's so masculine. Oh my God. It's giving cis white Mm. male. Mm. Well, I think, I don't think cis white males really give. I think it's more taking. It's taking. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, but yeah, I remember watching it. I remember really liking it. I think half the reason I really like it is because, it's set in the winter time and there's snow on the ground in a lot of scenes and any movie where there's snow on the ground. I'm always way more in. I'm oh so my in. God, you're such a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Dan. Yeah. I so, should have expected it. This was the first time that I've seen this in a few years. Um, and I don't know. I didn't like it as much as I thought that I did. That's not to say that I didn't okay. like it. I still like it a lot, but mm-hmm. I was like, huh, a lot of this this music choice is interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was everything I thought it would be. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. That sounds like you did not have high hopes for it. No, I literally was just hoping to see Mad Damon, and I did have that hope met. He was um, in he was in chunky cable sweaters. It was giving. Uh-huh. Fe- did I not say last time 
that sweaters are part of the female gaze. You did. That's true. Period. No, I just, this movie, I feel like everybody has to see it at least once. Okay. <laughs> that makes it sound like a homework well, assignment. No, no, no. I just mean like it's it's ingrained. Like you think of action movies. It's not James Bond, okay? Obviously. No, but, but this set the stage for what James Bond became. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm 100% serious. Oh Casino Royale was directly inspired by this this trilogy. Shut up. No, because you couldn't make a silly spy movie like they were doing before because you had a spy yeah. movie like Born that was everybody's like, was... I'll just watch Born because it's better in every way. Whoa. Oh, better than James Bond. Better than Die Another Matt Day. Damon's head just grew. He can hear me. Shook. I hope he can. Hi, Matt. He lives in my building. <laughs> He lives beneath me and listens, and listens to Taylor Swift very loudly. Yeah. Oh, God. Sounds like you've got somebody sad who lives underneath you. No, I don't think they're very sad. They listen to music loudly a lot, and normally I'm, I I love it. I love... Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because they're just playing music. They're just living life. It's just whatever. Sure. You know? Wow. I wish you were my upstairs neighbor. Yeah, your upstairs neighbor sucks. I can't even talk. I can't even laugh without them being like, you're being disruptive of my peace. Have they complained again to your landlord? No, they've been living in silence and so have we. Mm. They were you hammering sh- something today. Ooh, you should complain to your landlord about that. I they thought about it. I piece. had my thumb over the... I was like, I'm trying to watch The Mandalorian. Lizzo's on my screen right now. Don't disrupt me. What would you call a woman who is... Part of the family that designed the car from Back to the Future and also a member of the Star Wars franchise. I'm not saying a Mandalorian for you (laughs) and your enjoyment. (laughs) But you did. You said it. You said it. Anyway, the Born Identity. Mm -hmm. It's no neighbors in this movie. No neighbors? Oh, correct. Yeah, no, no neighbors. Well, there was one, and then she gets shot in the head. So, ah, uh, it happens. Oh, what are you gonna do? Oh, that's not <laughs> what I meant. Oops, <laughs> that was not a threat. Sorry, that was judge. Just a bad joke. When you're playing this at the the trial, <laughs> go to this timestamp. Um, Ooh. Anyway, we're in the Mediterranean Sea, and Italian fishermen, they pull this cute boy with bullet holes in his back out of the sea. I would be like, catch of the century, my dudes. We did it. (laughs) They sew him up. We did it, boys. He has a projector in his hip. I hated that. It gave me the ick immediately when they started digging in his his holes, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Uh, The ick was I thought you would have loved it when they dug in his holes. No, I you didn't place like yourself that. in there. No, those aren't the holes we want to be digging in. You know, mm. we. Yeah, it's a group venture. Everybody <laughs> join in as long as it's consensual. Okay. Um. So this person that they find, he has amnesia. No idea who he is, but he's got mad fighting skills. Fluent in a bunch of languages. Can tie knots. Look at him. 
Period. The perfect man. Me too. He's very talented. Feminine gaze. You can tie knots. I can tie one knot. That's not. You can tie knot. Mm Mm-hmm. So not knots. No. Yes, judge again. This is where you want to be listening. Um, (laughs) So it's a safe deposit box number in Zurich that they find in his hip and they go to Zurich and immediately I'm like, I love the look of this movie. It's never sunny. Immediately, It's always wet and never sunny. Ew, God, that sounds awful. What? It looks good on film. I know, but it's just so gloomy. I just okay. Let's let's pause. I was confused two seconds in. Uh, it's yeah, that doesn't surprise. How did me. we know that it was? We're suddenly having to go to Germany. We're just flying over details. Yeah. Uh, what? How did? What do I, you mean? I'm not good at. Listen, I'm not good at movies that you have to pay close attention to. <laughs> Here's the thing: you don't need to. Just be like, okay. Uh. Just let it just let it wash over you. Just roll with it. I feel like Anna and I would have the same experience watching this movie, and that is confusion even though we know the answers because this movie's been around forever. It's twenty one years old. But also Yeah. You don't need to I don't know like I get being confused at movies, but also whatever happens, happens. If it makes sense my whole thought process is if it makes sense to the movie, it makes sense to me. Fine, I'll allow it. Okay, good. Anyway, we're in we're in Zurich. He's sleeping on a bench. Mm-hmm. He knocks out some cops who try to arrest him. He's terrified of his Craziness. own power. I would be too if I suddenly just could start beating people up. I'd be so scared. I'd be like, why is this happening? I'm literally scared of blood and now I'm making other people bleed? Absolutely not. <laughs> not that you're hurting them, but just seeing the blood. Oh, yeah, and I'm hurting him, I guess. Yeah, you guess. Uh, So he goes to the bank in the deposit box. He's got a bunch of money, a bunch of passport, IDs, handgun. Yeah, I hated that. I'd be screaming. I'd be like, what the? Well, the the parts of the movie where he's like, I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, crying in the club. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I just sometimes when he was being soft in this movie, I just needed to cry for an extended period of time. I feel like you and I watched different movies. Like you watched a TikTok, like sad boy montage of him. Like, oh, look at this soft boy. Look at him with his feelings. There was like some fighting. There was some like yeah, because he's a protector. Punching. Soft boy, but he's a protector. Okay, you need to calm down. I I need I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> I don't even like that. Like if Gage started punching people, I'd be like absolutely not repulsive, foul. But I'm watching this movie and I'm like, whew. Got fan myself, Matt Damon. Mr. Beauregard, I do declare Ooh, punch another Mr. man Damon. for me. Mr. Damon. Oh, I'll be the dame in wink thank you uh so he he starts using the name on his american passport jesus christ it's jason Bourne. (sighs) this movie uh, uh. 
he starts uh, when he leaves the bank he thinks that he's being chased and followed um so he runs and hides um but the head of the bank calls operation treadstone a cia black ops program um Mm -hmm. and they contact chris cooper and then he sends three agents to kill him castle Mannheim, and the professor were you also disappointed that those weren't the words that you have to say to make these people like wake up? Because I thought they were sleeper agents, and Gage said they're not sleeper agents; they're just regular agents. No, and they're I said, just boo. They're just super trained. The whole the dude talks about it at the end when he's dying. Clive Owen. I know, I know, but I really desperately wanted them to be like professor and the guy like like he powers up and he starts just like fighting everyone that's way too common of like what if he walked past a campus he just hears somebody say professor he starts swinging at undergrads (laughs) no (laughs) no 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 okay i guess maybe his code word would have to be like one of those things like pancake Oh, he walks past a diner and starts swinging no, at waitresses? No. no, you do like a string of words nobody would ever say together, like pancake, ears, medicine, stingray, and then... Okay, <laughs> so he walks past my combination ENT, diner, and... Animal, aqu- animal aquarium? <laughs> no, yes. He starts fighting fish? Yes, this is for my boy Steve Irwin. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't punch stingrays. They're majestic. Okay, I love them. I'm, I think they're so cool. They look like raviolis. <laughs> I tend to not place myself in situations where I have the opportunity to punch a stingray. Good, good, good. There's a, like, in Discovery World in Milwaukee, there's a stingray section. And I, we went there with our uh, Gage's family and his our nephew and his family was like, oh, this is cool. But I was, but by the stingrays being like an absolute child, I was like, I'm going to touch one. And Gage is like trying to pull my sleeves up so they don't get wet. And I was like sticking my arms into the water. I love stingrays. I'm going to kiss it. I'm going to put my mouth. Literally. Oh, what's that sharp thing on its tail? <laughs> oh, I'm going to put that in my mouth. No. God. A night. There was a mermaid. It was magical. Anyway. What? I wanted them to be. There was a mermaid swimming with some of the fish. I made Gage stay for the mermaid show. Everybody else walked to the next exhibit. I said, we are not leaving till I see the mermaid. You seem surprised. I'm offended. By the mermaid? Yeah, you're not an animal. No, but she Mermaids was swimming aren't real. with the, the fish. She was very real. I saw her with my own two eyes. Okay, here's my issue. I don't let I, when I if I go to an aquarium, which I don't, um, I don't want people. I'm not going there to see tricks. I'm there to see the animals. Let the animals do their you thing. You didn't. Uh, you didn't even see people. You saw a mermaid. A mermaid is a person with dumb shoes on. Wow, the disrespect. An an ill-fitting dress. I thought she was really cool. I want to be a mermaid. Okay, so the deputy director of the CIA contacts Conklin about an assassination attempt that failed against an exiled African dictator named Wambosi. The Mm -hmm. CIA deputy director is Brian Cox. 
don't sit here and tell me that you didn't feel sad when you saw why the assassination attempt failed. I was oh sobbing. yeah, because of his kids. Club. My eyes, yeah. Good reason. And there were um, like a million. Ca- oh, crying, full crying. So Jason Board tries to hide from the Swiss police using his passport to enter the consulate, but when he gets in there, he is being pursued by Marine guards. And he runs, and he fights, and he hides. He does that a lot. Um, yeah. Also, he hides a lot. In the consulate is Marie, who is trying to mm. get a passport, do something. I'm not totally sure what she's trying to do. She's dealing with bureaucracy. Uh, but she's she doing get... her own thing. She's from yeah. Germany, isn't she? Yeah. She is. Um, she doesn't get what she's looking for. So as she's leaving, Bourne comes up to her and offers her twenty thousand dollars to drive him to Paris. The way I would have still said no. I would have been like double it and give it to the next person. No, those videos <laughs> really stress me out. I never. I only see parody versions of them. I never see the actual ones on the talk. Oh, I see the real ones, and I'm like, how did I get here? This isn't what I want. So he's going to Paris because it's an address that he apparently lives at, and they drive through the night and connect. And he talks about how he doesn't remember anything, but he can tell when. Who would have a gun? Who is who? Who weighs what? Who knows how to carry themselves? Yeah, when he's talking about how he knows where the best place to find a gun would be if he needed one in an emergency, that had me shook. I was like, I, it just was scary because like those are that's kind of real. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's probably right. If I was in trouble and I was at a restaurant, I just run out of the parking lot break into a pickup truck there's probably a gun it might be a rifle because this is wisconsin but we'll make it work you know if i was in trouble i would run out of a restaurant and then keep running that's fair i would also keep running i have like a negative fight or flight response it's all flight amen minus two i well you know how i'm scared of like when i go to the movies and there's just like a strange man in front of me yeah you're you're or by me yeah my kind Men who mm-hmm. go to the movies alone. Uh, Gage and I saw a movie over the weekend, and this guy just sat down right in front of us in the middle of the movie, and I was like, okay, he's going to murder us. Mm. And so I was thinking of all the ways that I could protect myself. The one I could think of the most was beg him to not hurt me, and then if he still points a gun at me, kick it out of his hands, and then run. I think the begging so, is too much. You just got to do the kick. That's what, yeah. That's what all these horrible things have done to my psyche, and I'm not even directly connected. (laughs) Here's what you need to do. Get in before anything starts turning south. When he sits down in front of you, kick him in the head. I thought about it. But I was like, (laughs) Anna, he's probably not going to do anything. He's probably a normal guy. And I was like, kick him. (laughs) Let the intrusive thoughts win. Literally, they were about to. I was thinking about it. My left foot was getting closer to his head with each second. Uh, so when they get to Paris, Warren, he gets led into his hotel by a, a nice, wonderful woman who lives there. And I'm sure nothing's going to happen to her. She's definitely not going to get shot I'm in the head. I'm sobbing. I'm fucking crying. Rip, queen. He goes into his very beautiful, empty Paris apartment. It's not actually empty. It has a bunch of very stylish 2002 era furniture in there and yeah it's kind of giving like it looks like somewhere a single man lives sure 
You didn't think so? Well, it looks like a very, uh, somewhere a single man who has his life together lives. Yeah, he had a the, job. Because the other option is a folding chair in front of a TV. <laughs> like a camping chair. No, <laughs> no bed frame. <laughs> no bed frame. Just the mattress. When I first mattress on the ground in the corner. <sighs> when I first started dating Gage, I went to his apartment for the first time, and he's like, why are you acting surprised? It's like, because you have furniture. <laughs> <laughs> this was i was still living in the dorms at this point but my sophomore year a lot of our like tables were just cardboard boxes mm-hmm. no what they worked i don't i went in your dorm your sophomore year i don't think you did barely i never invited mm-hmm. people over Anna only went in there once oh, that was your freshman year that was your freshman year yeah you're right mm-hmm because you would always just come up to the other room. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you're listening to this. I'm glad that you, the listener, is hearing this interaction. It's important. Mm-hmm. It is important. Anyway, John Michael Kane, uh, another one of the names on his passport, was at this hotel and died two weeks earlier in a car crash. And then, uh-oh, guess who jumps in? A blonde-haired man. The way I screamed. That was a jump scare. That was a jump scare. He flies in through the window. Oh, my God. Uh, when he was walking around the apartment, he's holding this big, scary knife. I was mm-hmm. shitting myself. I thought for sure that his little girlfriend was about to be murdered. That's what they. it seemed like they were building up to, because, like, he can't have any loose ends. Yeah. My pants, consider them pooped. Okay. Consider them. I was scared. Consider them pooped. <laughs> um, so... They they capture him, they knock him down, and instead of allowing himself to be interrogated, Castle jumps out the window and dies. Which is kind of darkly funny. Because he just throws himself yeah. And then you hear a car crash again, underneath. I, again, that is giving sleeper agent energy. What sane person would do that? But also... What do I know about anything? I wouldn't be in this situation in the first place. Yeah, I, neither of us are or were sleeper agents. Cobra, raptor, desk chair, potato fan. That was me transforming. <laughs> you I'm transform. punching people right now. Do you see me punching? <laughs> uh, so <sighs> while they're going through all of his stuff, they find a wanted poster of her and Bourne. Um, because now they're international Screaming. criminals. Eh. Eh, who isn't? It's who fine. isn't? Then there's who a big old... their fair share of international crimes? Yeah, there's a big old car chase through Paris that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Describing it doesn't do it justice. Just watch it. It doesn't make any lo- logistical sense through Paris, because none of the streets that they're on are really close to each other. But, you know, it's a car chase. But then it's Anna's climax of the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. They spend the night at a hotel. Oh, my God. This scene had me begging for more. (laughs) You want... Because Matt Damon's like, oh, if you're going to stay with me, we got to cut and dye your hair. And she's like, oh, okay. And that cuts to the scene where he's sensually rinsing out her hair. Mm -hmm. You want the Skinamax version of this, the softcore <laughs> porn. This was softcore porn. <laughs> He's rinsing her hair, and I said to Gage, I looked him dead in the eye, I said, if they don't kiss, I'm turning this movie off. 
and they did. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm literally drooling. I gotta chill out. Pause. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you that off the record. <laughs> what? Okay. No, you can't bring it up. <laughs> no, it's TMI. It's so TMI. Anna is fanning herself right now. I'm literally on my period. You cannot blame me for the way I'm acting. <laughs> I, I can. I'm feral. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hot, Dan. I literally texted you as I was watching you it. Did. That's how hot it was. You because did. Because when he was running his fingers through her hair, I was like, if they don't fuck right now <laughs> i'm gonna travel back in time and have a talking to to the production team because i'm jumping this into this too movie much. start <sighs> fucking oh my god literally kiss do taking a stick do something uh this was the whole movie for me the rest of the movie is a blur <laughs> yeah anyway then oh. wombosi gets assassinated by clive owen mm. Mm-hmm. And then Born trying to figure out who he was. Um, he goes to a yacht distributor and finds out about the failed assassination attempt on the yacht and that the assassin was shot in the back during the escape. And he realizes he was responsible for the attempt. And then the way we all gasped, even though it was kind of obvious, yeah, it was very obvious. It's not really a secret. Um, and then as they're, Jason Bourne is trying not to be tracked, escaped. He contacts, or he gets in contact with the CIA, and then they take refuge at a French countryside home of Maurice Gorgeous. French I literally kids. did not love the way that Jason walked up to the door and just slammed it open. I was like, Yeah, she was looking for keys, and he just kicked it open. Yes. Yeah, it's a barn. Replace it. This, uh, I this found whole, pictures from the haircut scene. Th- this whole oh, sequence. Okay. okay. Get over it. G- grow up. Never. The whole sequence at the farm is my favorite part of the movie. I liked that house. I wanted to live there. Okay. Um, Different I thoughts. Hated... <laughs> <laughs> I did also enjoy um, the farm scene. I-, I thought it was very high stakes because bringing the kids into it mm-hmm. just added a certain je ne sais quoi yeah. that I really enjoyed. More movies need to up the stakes, not by being like, oh, it's the end of the world. Nah, just bring a kid in mortal danger. There are real stakes there. End of the world, whatever. Everyone dies. <laughs> One kid? You gotta live with that. Literally. It's like, have you ever seen In Bruges? Yeah. Yeah. That's the period. whole plot of In Bruges. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> um, Love so, In Bruges. At the farm, um, Conklin finds Bourne and sends the professor to kill him. They have Eamon and the kids leave. They're fine. Everybody's the dog is dead, a sweater. though. I hated that. I literally screaming, crying, throwing up. Not, no amount of haircut scenes could make that better for me. You shouldn't watch Terminator I, 2, then. Or um, John Wick. Can't, can't yeah. do it. Well, actually, you might live vicariously through John Wick. Because the whole thing is he he's getting revenge for them killing his dog. As he should. If anybody laid a finger on Jester, I would sleeper agent on them. <laughs> Your activation words. Dog piss. Bed. <laughs> Poopy outside. <laughs> um, so the professor, after he and Boren have a fight, they have a nice little chat. 
Look at us. Look at what they made you give. The arc words. I'm shaking my head. And then Bourne sends Marie and Eamon them all away. Uh, Contacts. Hated it. Gets in contact with Conklin. They agree to meet in Paris. When Bourne sees that Conklin is not alone, he abandons and puts a tracking device on their car, leading him to the safe house in Paris. I mean, that's fair. I don't know why he expected that they would actually send him alone. Yeah, they should have had a better way to be clandestine about it. Yeah. But there's no way they were that sending him alone. That I thought was kind of... I thought that was hokey. I mean, I get I it. like, obviously he's not going to come alone. No, but also, but... as we see through the entire movie, all the CIA stuff, they're so frazzled. They're so That's just, like, true. flying I by the seat like, of their pants. I... I was like, I couldn't work there. I'd be stressed. I would be anxious all the time. And I'm already anxious all the time. Hey, guys, I'm going to take a coffee run and be out of the office for a few hours while y'all deal with your shit. I could not have a single drop of caffeine in that office. I would vibrate (laughs) out of my chair. Uh, So he breaks into the Treadstone safe house and then holds everybody at gunpoint. And then Conklin tells Bourne that he is a sleeper agent. Tells him to remember his past. He remembers Mm -hmm. his assassination attempt on Wombosi and why it didn't work. Because his his kids were there. That was really sad. I mean, it... it, And I don't... I mean, I don't think he's the actual quote-unquote villain of the movie. But seeing this guy who's so evil, quote-unquote, with all his kids... He is it's absolutely so... not the villain of the movie. What? No, but... Well, you know what I no, mean? No, like, Chris Cooper's the villain. Yes, but I'm saying, like, he's... They're trying to... They're trying to kill him, so he's, yeah. like, bad. It's, it's you sure. Know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, not just in the movie. I'm talking about big picture. Okay. I'm talking, I'm talking real life, Dan. <laughs> no, but, um... You know, I'm thinking, like... It humanizes the quote-unquote mutual villain that they would have had. Yeah. And it it says a lot about Jason that he couldn't kill because there were children there. Like, it speaks to... His moral character. His, his moral being, his fiber. compass, yeah. I mean, I personally can't kill anyway. Oh, I thought you were going to go the other way with that sentence. Personally, killing people 24-7. Just personally, kidding. Personally, I kidding. would have followed my orders. Oh, absolutely not. I <laughs> wouldn't make it one day as a hitman. Are you kidding me? No, Secret 100%. Agent, they'd be like, she saw one needle and threw up. And then one of the, her targets had a dog and she befriended the dog. Literally, she took the dog and didn't kill anybody. So, <laughs> um, so uh, after figuring all this out, um, Bourne says that he's resigning from Treadstone. Don't follow me. Agents descend on the safe house. He fights his way through. He uses a body and surfs it through the sky, through the mm-hmm. staircase of the safe house. Yeah, don't say that you want him to surf your body through the sky. I don't. No, I, I'm not going to say anything. Don't worry. I'll hold it in. I already, I fangirled over the part I was going to fangirl over. Don't worry. And then after he leaves, we have a, a scene of someone in a trench coat walking down the street as... A, an assassin sits in the car and we think that it is Jason Bourne but uh oh no it's Chris Cooper and he gets assassinated by the CIA 
It's a twist. What a twist. Twist. I was twisted. Treadstone gets shut down. There's a new program called Black Briar that the CIA is working on. And then we go to Mykonos, where Marie is renting out scooters to tourists. And the two of them kiss. Oh, the way my... That ending looped me back in. I was like, wow, wait, pause. Let's continue this arc. Let's move forward with this. In the Mykonos, wearing a cable knit sweater for some reason, even though I assumed Greece was warm. Mm -hmm. Well... Let's... It's his thing. He's got to wear the sweater. <sighs> Period. I ugh. Sweaters are so sexy. And then Moby's music starts playing and the movie ends. We did it. We did it. That's the Bourne identity. Dan, what was your favorite part of the movie since we know what my favorite part yeah, was? Yeah, horn dog. Um, I, I think the whole third act. Dog. I, from the time they get to the farm through the yeah. end... Uh, I love that. I think that the first two acts kind of get lost in themselves a little bit, especially the second one, um, where it's just like things are happening for a reason. They don't kind of need to be happening. Kind of, kind of, it doesn't really slow down a little bit, but it meanders, takes mm-hmm. a takes a curving path, but then things really pick up uh, near the end. And I just and you know explosions in the winter snow, a gunfight in the snow. Ugh. Ah, uh, that's my softcore porn. Did you have to fan yourself? I did. Yeah. I went and stuck sense. my head in the freezer to feel like I was there. That, yeah, makes sense. So outside of the horny ones, what was your favorite part? Or any other thoughts? I did like when he opened the briefcase and he was figuring out who he was. Because even though we knew because this movie's older than Sin... I just, it's I love 21 years old. It's not older than yeah. sin. Geriatric, decrepit, been here since the dinosaurs. <laughs> um, no, I just love a good, like, seeing what it, it kind of reminds Okay, I literally said to Gage, it reminded me of the scene in Harry Potter where he goes to Gringotts and finds out he's rich. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I don't know why, but I really enjoyed that scene where he was, like, looking at all the stuff in his briefcase and, like, I don't know. I just, it was fun. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite. And the scene, I know it was around, no, the scene in Paris where they're hanging out and then they, uh, Jason Bourne suddenly realizes like that he's not alone and the guy comes in through the window. You know, I love a good jump. That so. is a good jump. That's a, that's a horror movie scene. Cause he's walking I around with scream. a knife too. My pearls were clutched. I loved it. I made, there was some, beef on sale so i made beef for mm-hmm. like steak sandwiches delicious yeah um but to cut it i was using like a big carving knife and i was like mm-hmm. i feel like killing somebody i feel like I, this oh. this would be a good it, it's a good stabbing knife i don't actually want to kill anyone yeah. are you kidding me doesn't but like, it make you yeah it makes you feel powerful i was cutting up a jalapeno with one of those the other mm-hmm. night and gage is like why did you take the biggest knife that we have to cut up <laughs> one vegetable and i was like because I feel powerful. You pointed at him. Ask me again. Literally, I was like, not only will it hurt, it'll spice you. Uh, I do have some trivia. I'm ready. Let's hear it. Uh, so Matt Damon was surprised when he was offered the role of Bourne. Because in the book, it's a much older man. Mm. 
Um, but the director said he didn't want to do James Bond. He saw it as a European La Femme Nikita. Oh, I don't know what that means. Mm, Isn't La Femme mean woman? Yeah, it's like femme fatale. And then Nikita's an okay. assassin. Um, Thank you. Clive Owen, three minutes of screen time. Really? Mm-hmm. That's it. But he's the villain. He's No, that's Chris Cooper. Oh, my God. Clive Owen's oh, the Oh, you're right. Clive the Owen's assassin. the guy in the bushes. Sorry, yes. my bad, my bad. I got confused. I know. He's the one with the... Yep. Mm-hmm. Too many C's. Um, I got confused. Of the main cast... Mm-hmm. Two of them are Academy Award winners. Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. But Matt Damon does not have an acting Oscar. No, they're both writing. He won an Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Oh, wait, why did I say two? Or actually, he does idiot. have two because. Oh, no, he didn't. Never mind. He only has one. Because are you considering for other stuff? Yes, he's been nominated for others. Are you considering Ben Affleck to be also him, and that's how he has two Oscars? Yeah, I think so. I forgot about Ben Affleck again. <laughs> when I tell people that I forget about Ben Affleck and I couldn't pick him up off the street, they look at me like I'm crazy. Now I definitely think I could pick him up off the street because yes, you know I he's in my vernacular. I assume he's going to be with J Lo if I'm going to be seeing him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Or at a Dunkin' Donuts. Because they're from Boston? He Oh, he loves Dunkin' Donuts. I have no issue with Dunkin' Donuts. I just prefer Krispy Kreme. Hmm. Interesting. And I like Starbucks coffee better. Okay. The other actor who won an Oscar is Chris <laughs> Cooper. Oh. For what? Uh, for Adaptation. Never heard of her. It is a movie about adapting a book called The Orchid Thief, starring Nicolas Cage and Meryl Streep. Mm. Is it about someone who actually steals orchids? Because I listened to a really interesting yes. podcast about that once. <gasps> um, is the person who steals orchids named John LaRoche? That sounds familiar. So the, mo- the, the book is called The Orchid Thief. The movie is called Adaptation. It's like a meta adaptation of the book, The Orchid Thief, which is about John LaRoche. Oh, my. Oh, my God. This sounds wonderful. You should watch it. It's a good movie. I think I'm going to have to. I don't think it would be good to cover for the podcast because it's it would be a four hour episode. It's not that long of a movie. We just have a lot to say. Yeah. Um, That's fair. So the director wanted the camera operator to be late moving the camera. So he, the camera operator was not allowed to watch rehearsals. So he had no idea who would be speaking. He just kind of had to find them. Oh, God. If I was the camera operator, do you know how stressed out I would be? Yeah. You would be so stressed. I love that idea, though. One time in high school, I had to do... I was a camera operator for something, and I... Missed a couple cues because this is my first time ever, and I was I was so stressed out I cried. So I don't think that that's for me. The movie was originally scheduled to be released on September seventh, two thousand one, but then they totally reshot the ending, so they pushed it back to May of two thousand two, mm-hmm. and it was then pushed back two weeks later because Spirit Stallion of the Samaran 
starring the voice of Matt Damon was being released. Oh, they didn't that was Matt compete. Damon? Yeah. Everybody's attracted to that freaking horse. Yeah, everybody's horny for that horse. And then I sit here and talk about one haircut scene and I'm being ostracized and crucified? Yes. I don't think so, Tim. I didn't remember that was Matt Damon, but maybe it's because I wasn't really a horse girl, so I didn't really care about spirit. Do you want to know who was offered the role of Jason Bourne or considered? Uh, Sure, let me hear him, even though Matt Damon's obviously the right choice. Brad Pitt. Okay. Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise, Matthew McConaughey, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. I can picture all of them. I can't picture Schwarzenegger or Stallone. I can picture them playing a slightly older one. Yeah. Like, um, not the same level as Matt Damon, but I can definitely picture them as, like, that older version, similar to the book. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Marie, played by Franca Potent, who... Is was most known for Run Lola Run, where she was Lola. Mm-hmm. Um, was originally written as an American girl, and the role was offered to Lauren Hill from Sister mm-hmm. Act Two and The Musician. Oh, okay, okay. It was also offered to Sarah Polly, who recently won an Oscar for writing Women Talking. Good for her. And she was a child actress playing Ramona hmm. from Ramona and Beezus. Hmm. Hmm. And that's all the trivia I have. Anna, would this movie be better or worse or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Jason Bourne? There's no room for him. It's too late. My Your love my is boy. with Matt Damon. Today, it's Matt Damon. Oh, problematic fave. He's so handsome. Again, not that problematic. He just does some things that I'm like, the fact that you're from Boston is really He's showing He's a 50-year-old right guy from Boston. Of course he does. So sometimes I'm like, Matt, did you think this through? <laughs> Cryptocurrency, really? <laughs> Please. Uh, He's so handsome. I'd like to imagine Jimmy Stewart as the professor. Okay. It'd be the same. Look at us. Look at what they made you give. Do you still get the headaches? Maybe it's something about driving at night. Him being woken up from his sleeper agent slumber. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's my impression of Jimmy Stewart having an orgasm. I hated it, but thank you so much. <laughs> On a scale of one to five sensual hair washings, what do you give it? Oh, three and a half. It was pretty middle ground, but I enjoyed myself. Okay. I give it a four. It was, I think, a four. Yeah. That's very cishet white man of you. Okay. I'm going to jump off my roof. <laughs> Why a four? Uh, it's good. It's good. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I did before. Um, you rated it pretty high still. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a good movie. I mean, like, anything that's going to change the entire way that they do, like, spy movies. Action especially movies and in spy one movies of the, yeah, for One of the years. biggest franchises. 
in the world, if not the biggest spy franchise in the world, and it altered that, that's pretty freaking impressive. It is. So good job, Jason Bourne, and good job, mm. Matt Taman. Period. Anna's Slay Matt. Unproblematic fave. Oh. He's probably so happy to hear that. He's like, He's thank God. He's definitely listening. He is. It's not like he has a hot wife and kids to take care of. <laughs> anyway, that's it for this week's episode of In Conclusion, everyone. Uh, if you want to find us, we're on Facebook and Twitter at and in Conclusion, on Instagram at in Conclusion Podcast. If you're Matt Damon's hot wife, find us on Instagram. DM us. Oh. Say hi. Say hi to Matt for She's us. hot. Look her up. <laughs> like She's hot. I'm not going to do that. I'll just take your word for it. Okay. I'm just saying they're a very attractive couple. If you want to find me, I'm on social media, on Twitter at DanOkeefe86 and on TikTok at NotDanOkeefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at AutumnusPrime818 or you can find me on Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros. And you can follow my dog at JesterThePup1017. Still trying to get her a brand deal, just like I am every single day. Oh, of course. What else are you, what are you doing if you're not trying to get your pet a brand deal? Literally, she needs to start paying some bills, okay? Bones are expensive. Pet insurance is expensive. The food that I have to put on her calming mats when I go to brush her hair, also expensive. <laughs> but I do go hit the sample racks up. Gage showed me I had to stop because I've taken so many samples of dog food. We currently have six cups worth of treats. It's a lot. Trust me, man. Also, it's a lot. We have a Patreon if you want to help Anna pay for her dog treats. Patreon.com oh, slash conclusion. I love my dog, okay? I just love my dog. We will be back next week with the Born Supremacy. In the meantime, everybody stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope I have another scene to thirst over next week. Dan, your your theater kid energy is really coming through right now. A Creative Land podcast.